welcome to Around the Open Fire. Today's episode is hosted by George Holiday, and his guest is Tom Copson, the wonderful voice that you just heard on that song there, Corcovado, written in the woods specifically uh, for us as a community. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song. I do encourage you to uh, go to uh, have a listen to that. Search up Tom Copson and you'll be able to find it. We're going to have a listen to George and Tom have a interesting conversation about music, about alternative living, uh, and about corporations, which is all very, very exciting. The reason I'm opening up uh, is twofold. Number one, I want to really, really encourage you to ask your questions. Uh, There's a bunch of you listening to this, but we've not had many calls come in. And I'm really, really excited that this podcast allows us to change guests and change hosts regularly, but also to hear from you, the Corcovado community. Uh, I know you love to ask questions. And when we first um, spoke about this podcast and released the trailer, uh, there was loads of really uh, good sort of feedback. And I spoke to a bunch of different people who were keen to be part of it and share their story on the podcast. And unfortunately, it never came to light. But we had, you know, such an amazing response. And I'm just uh, asking you, if you're listening to this, please, please, please get your phone out and call up now and ask a question. Share a little bit of your story, who you are, what interests you, and ask something that you want our future host and guest to answer, or maybe answer the question for yourself of something we're not talking about, and then our uh, host and guest can reflect on it. The number, uh, I'm going to tell you now, but it's also in the description, is plus four four two zero eight one nine one eight seven two eight. We'll check the description. Also, you can just email me. It's josh at corkavar.do. And I just love to hear from you. We just want to get more of the community in the podcast. This isn't our podcast that we're keeping tight to tight to our chest, kind of don't show anyone. Uh, we want to hear your voice and want to hear what you've got to say. The second reason that I am gracing you with my voice at the beginning of this episode is because the order of the podcast has changed. This is an experiment. This entire podcast is changing formats and changing hosts and all these sort of things. And the thing we've done is decided that the questions, your voicemails, which we normally have at the end of each episode, should be front and center at the beginning. And so that's where we've moved them to. You'll hear from your host and guest, have a short introduction, then they'll answer some questions and then get back into the the meat of their conversation, eventually discussing the big question of what are we not talking about. All future episodes, that will be the way it's recorded. However, with this episode, George and Tom, I've sort of faked it, right? I've switched them around after they've recorded it. And as a result, you might hear some weird references to earlier in a conversation, which you haven't heard. Don't worry, that conversation will come up later in the episode. Please bear with me while I do all of these strange things. But I think it's going to make a better, more enjoyable podcast for you so that we can get those questions and those conversations flowing right at the beginning and then relax into 
the stories and the anecdotes and the interesting uh, thoughts that our guest has. Okay, so without delaying any more, let's have a listen to a wonderful conversation. Such a privilege to hear from these guys and hear their thoughts this episode. George and Tom. Take it away, George. Okay. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Let's begin the next episode. I think this is episode three. And today I have a guest. Um, in fact, but I should probably say who I am first, because last who week I was on as the guest for Andy Smitherman. Uh, my name is George Holiday. I'm the guy with the bus. If you haven't listened to the last episode, I explain a lot more about what on earth I'm doing in a bus uh, on the previous episode. But we're sat currently on the A1 near Grimsby. We've kind of crossed paths between Tom doing gigs and myself doing my own thing. And we've actually pulled up in a place called Downtown, which, Tom, you never knew what this place was. No, I, I thought it was an area of Grantham. Yeah, like the downtown <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah. And then you turned up and you're like, oh, no, it's actually a shopping centre called Downtown. <laughs> so we've kind of just nabbed a corner of the car park and we are here. Um, my guest for today is Tom Copson. Hello. Tom, who are you? I am Tom Copson. I am the man without the bus uh, <laughs> in this in the context of this podcast. Um I am a singer-songwriter, dude kind of guy. I like to observe the world around me and travel as much of it as possible. I'm married to a wonderful lady called Sarah, and she uh, also likes a lot of travelling. She's done a lot of writing, and she's also a potter. A potter, by, yeah. by nature and by uh, by trade. <laughs> well, I think what's interesting is where where, where we met, do you want to talk a bit about that? Because Sarah was there as well. So that will kind of bring some context about how we kind of all know each other. Yeah. In terms of the the, the swirl tour. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. So um, oh, it's so strange doing this without the context of any of the episodes before <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, you have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I've like, only got one episode to get yeah, exactly, one. Exactly, but... yeah. If I was listening to this as a story. Okay, well, I'm just going to jump right in. Um <laughs> Yeah, we did the Swirl Tour last year, uh, which was kind of uh, a expression, a release, uh, presentation of some of the values that have been developed uh, by our friend Dave Erasmus in his kind of Corcovado project, uh, which is looking at lots of wonderful things about how we live better. I think that's how yeah. I always think about it. Yeah. You know, it goes from goes from just yourself personally how how do i become a better person or how do i feel better in myself you know the basic principle of love love yourself you can love others easier uh, all the way to trying to somehow think about combat global issues you know um so that's the that's the wider context mm. of that and so for november um we as a big group traveled to four different venues and put on micro festivals day events uh where we incorporated those values and had a nice time mm. uh, yeah so we we met on that didn't yeah we? they were very creative you were there yeah. to perform so you're a yeah. singer songwriter singer, yeah yeah singer songwriter i've been writing i've often written songs that have been inspired by nature or or kind of humanity i guess yeah so i've always you know even even in the context of um writing a song about a, a lost love or something i i've always tried to see 
everyone as a human being and be gracious about that. So I, I think that's maybe the uh, like a philosophy on my songwriting, mm. and that and that goes hand in hand, or that that look on humanity and that gracious look on humanity maybe, and that how can we accept everyone and try and make things better i think that goes hand in hand with with guys like yourself and everybody who's on the swell tour so yeah. so it's a nice way for us to to, uh, to connect and, yeah, and, yeah. and actually you know just just make a load of creative fun things happen yeah. at the same time as learning a lot about ourselves yeah and we definitely all came away being like how are we going to explain this to our friends yeah because we've all joked about the fact it sounds like a weird sort of culty thing in in nature but actually there is so much more to it than that. And, and I, the thing I loved and connected with you the most is that you're a very observant writer. Anything you do, all your stories that you've got about the songs that you've done previously. Um, and you're the man behind the Corcovado song. So yeah. anybody that has seen version yeah. one of the, the first film yeah. about Corcovado, you were the kind of the voice of that. So I bet it was, I bet it was quite weird, wasn't it, actually playing that song on the tour in V2 of, of everything that was yeah, going on. Yeah, it, it felt... It just in terms of my personal connection with it all, I think sort of when I I felt like I arrived in it, you yeah. know, like the song, the song was really special and was written around a campfire, um, as you do the first time I I met Dave in the woods, yeah, um, and yeah to play it in all these to all these people uh, who were connected from that first moment you know yeah. from two years back was was really special um and it, there is a little i liked how the song had a little bit of a kind of beckoning call to it uh which you know it's kind of fun but it's also there is a serious message or undertone in that of like it's time to flee from some of the things that uh holding you back or whatever my favorite um, thing as well about the song is that it developed even on version two of the yeah. tour because yeah, yeah. as you were playing it uh, there's a bit where you're like oh hey oh hey yeah and then suddenly the, the crowd are singing that back to you is like a call response which I, I got the impression that's never happened before no well to be honest i'd never performed it live until the oh until tour. that actual yeah. talk have you written any songs since the tour uh no you wrote a few things when we were there weren't you in the in sort of the moment yeah i mean i had uh, I haven't actually written a lot since then because um, because I kind of been fine tuning another album or an album that has so many of the themes that are present in Corcovado anyway, you yeah. know. Um, so, but one of my, one of my mistakes over the years has been moving on to the next thing before I finished <laughs> the previous thing. So, it's so easy to do that. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been concentrating on on uh, finishing the previous thing. That's where my kind of creative energy has gone. Um, but um yeah yeah well, one thing that i'd love to talk about at some point is where you're heading and, yeah. and the future of what you're doing but how how are things now for you as a creative as a creative a musician however you want to look at that question uh they are good they are good i i'm ahead of myself slightly you know i've got <laughs> um i feel i feel prepared and i feel excited for the for the year um and it's I guess it, there's like there's various ways to see creativity and probably see it on like a momentary daily level where you can just have those moments to yourself where you enjoy your own creativity, where you arrange your shoes in a certain way, where you um, just sing in the shower. I don't know, like classic things. And, and I so 
I feel I feel quite good in all that sort of kind of headspace, and then and then the more organised, how am I going to share something bigger, a bigger project, a collection of songs that that have a a message to them, or you know whatever kind of message it is, whether it's uh, just pulling out something funny or 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 come or a world issue, whichever it is, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I've got I've got two collections of songs at the moment that that are going somewhere this year and so I'm yeah. really excited yeah and you were talking to me earlier about an album that you've got coming out soon yeah well I've got the um side project well not really side project I, I've got two musical projects going at the moment one's my own material which is what I was doing on the swirl tour um and then the other one is with a duo called just Tom and Pete um and so we've got an album in, uh, oh look! As I, he's literally ringing. No way! <laughs> Your phone is ringing, and Pete is there. <laughs> Sorry, Pete, you're gonna have to wait, mate. <laughs> um, he, yeah, the two of us uh, are doing a tour in March uh, with a band called Hasty Dixie, and we're releasing an album called Can't Cut the Mustard, and it's, um, it's got some original tunes and some covers because that's kind of where we come from we're, we're a pub band that's punching above its weight but we're just two great, great friends yeah uh, so that's that and then the other Tom Copson album is probably September release I'm yeah. just I'm just trying to fine tune a date um, my dream would be to do it around a whole bunch of campfires just like some kind great. of launch tour uh, I'm still working out logistics of that but that that was an album that <sighs> It's taken a year to come together. Um, this time last year, I was sat on the front of a ship in the Pacific Ocean. As you working, do. As you do, because <laughs> I was, you know, I'm a musician and I take various little jobs here and there. Um, and so for the month of January last year, I was on a cruise ship um, with my friend Pete. But in my downtime, I would often just sit and listen to all my songs that I've written and the ones that I've half written and I I kind of organised them into a, a camp of songs for this album and they were, you know, kind of 80% done by spring last year uh, and then just, just this last few weeks we've really kind of finished them um, and so I'm, I'm, I want to... Want to release that in September, and so that's really exciting, and that and that that incorporates my journey a lot more. Um, or it, it it kind of I released an album called Woven a few years ago, and this is the songs after that. Right, and the, so this the, leads on from that. Yeah, it, almost... it, it it does, you know, and and there's a lot of I've done a lot of touring around Europe, or I did a lot of touring around Europe with that album and following that album, um, but I didn't all the new songs that were coming as I toured I never really put them down so so the last year or so they've they've been put down and there's some some really special moments and memories that that have been recorded you know in my own journeys and fantasies and whatever you know like from busking in cities and just just losing myself in fantasy over some girl who was a ballet dancer and she wanted to travel you know she wanted to travel too and then all of a sudden there's this this energy of and, th and maybe this is 
something that we all share in part of the swirl tour we 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 all share this energy for um traveling and for magical things to happen um and a lot of them don't or or we foresee ideas and they don't really happen because we haven't given them enough structure or whatever you know yeah. so um this album i guess is my chance or has been my chance to put a bit of structure to to that time yeah and i'm looking forward to releasing it yeah oh, it's exciting, something man. like that yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> i know i've not i've not you know i've not really told face, yeah. yeah i've not really told anybody about it yet you know so uh um we've now got some voicemails that have been sent into the corco phone um at the end of this podcast i'm going to give you the number via josh who is currently in a very different time in this world in another galaxy mm-hmm. um who's going to record in hopefully the number that you guys can call in and leave a voicemail about anything you're thinking about any questions that you've got um just anything that's on your mind basically and we've been sent in two voicemails uh, from two separate people which we will play now and i guess give our thoughts on in some way shape or form whether that answers any questions or just makes us think about something else completely <laughs> random so uh here is voicemail number one hi my name's louise i'm from bournemouth um something really annoys me is the lack of sustainable affordable housing uh, for young people and young families we've got an eight-year-old daughter we are what you class as working poor we um occasionally have to go to food banks because we live in the smallest place you can live and it's still selling out £850 a month in rent, and it's just all going to rich black cat landlords. I just don't understand why this country has all of this spare space and land, and they just continue to build like all underground houses and posh plus apartments. And we would live in a tiny house in a heartbeat. I don't understand why there isn't more people pushing to have sustainable eco options for small families or even big families that is cheaper and can create community. I don't know half the people who live in my building and when I try to speak to them and just get blank faces. I would so happily share a lounge in a kitchen with others and just raise my daughter in a community. These sort of things that don't happen. And I just really like it. I don't know why it doesn't. It's a money culture. Everybody has to do things to make their own ends meet. And some people so much even want to hire. Oh, just, oh, just my dream. I really want it to happen. So you know what he's doing is getting to come to Bournemouth because I'm off the door. He's first on the waiting list. Make sure you do. Really enjoy your videos. My daughter loves just doing it in the woods because she now has decided she wants to do America and live in the woods too. Take care. Bye. Great. Um... So uh, the the question seems to be, why are we building such plush apartments and mm. all this land to build huge housing estates um, with massive houses on them when there's plenty of people that would enjoy living in a tiny home or young people that maybe can't afford to buy a house that would be able to afford to buy a tiny home? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, again maybe similar to some of the stuff we've already been talking about. For me, it's probably restructuring the dream because the dream in society 
I'm talking very general, but, you know, that I feel like I grew up with this sense of like, oh, one day you'll be in a big house, yep. you know, with a big car or your car collection. Like, <laughs> like, what if someone said, one day you'll be in this beautiful little home with, like, some of your best friends and you'll, like, share a car and have, like, it's like, the, it's like an education thing, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Like, for I now as an adult, like, I can... And I've I've kind of lived a lot of my life in a weird hybrid world where I've I've rented um, in a in a big house. So I've I've rented a, a flat within the property of a of a wealthy landlord. So I've seen a bit of a bit of both, and that and, and so much of it's not really about how much money you have um, in this on this in this kind of occasion because they because they really did believe in or the landlord really did believe in community and things um and promote that so it's not <laughs> what am I, where am i going with this <laughs> um yeah so if we restructure that that dream of you need all those things um and start to promote a message of of sharing life together being the most fulfilling life yeah and after um, that means being sharing with others exactly yeah you know and it's uh, funny isn't it as, 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 yeah. on, in our social moments we go to the pub to spend time with our friends yeah and we really enjoy those moments when we see something incredible and share that moment like just a sunset with friends yeah. but then for every other aspect of a life we shut ourselves away yeah it, it is yeah it is strange obviously we all need time to ourselves absolutely yeah um but do you know do we it's just a, it's a strange thing because you could earn all the money in the world, I guess, to aspire to have lots of things. Yeah. I I I prefer to earn all the money in the world to have lots of genuine friends. Yeah. Like and experiences and experiences. And... Yeah. Um. And money can help those things sometimes, but it 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 just seems that there is this roadmap towards some sense of happiness that actually by accident has started to um what's a good word not include some of these wonderful things yeah. so um yeah and some of the things that this lady's talking about um and to the point now that yeah we we probably don't use space most efficiently in this country uh to manage to manage that mm, and, and manage those things. worldwide as well. Yeah, and definitely you know, worldwide. So, and the people in who are most in charge of that, are they are they where they want to be, I guess? Yeah, I guess it all evolves around yeah. profit, I guess, is, a, is the biggest obvious why yeah. this is happening. Because everybody's climbing up the ladder, I guess. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? And, and those of you may have heard me say this before, but one thing I really strived to with moving into the bus was to um i was very aware of how the daily slog let's call it mm. of going to work and what we do nine to five was very much about like you're working towards the next promotion which means the next pay grade yeah. and your questions between your friends is like oh how are you doing but actually what you really mean is how much are you earning it now like what, yeah, what yeah. job are you in this and and i nobody ever talks about going the opposite direction yeah nobody talks about like Oh, I wonder if I could earn less but be happier. Yeah. And I think that relates with what this lady's saying about the 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 housing. Yeah. You know, very much 
I feel like we do live in a society where where you live determines how well you're doing in life. Um, it's like the inside of this bus, people are always like, wow, and whenever I post anything on Reddit about it, people are like, it's all right for some if you've got the money to do it. And I'm like, yo, this whole project cost me 15 grand. Yeah. And that was including nine months of time converting it. And yeah, 15 grand is a lot of money, but spread over four years is nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and yes, it looks nice, but you you put the work in to do it. And that you can do that with tiny homes. And then the other question I've got from that as a reflection to the the point that's been raised is how much stuff do you actually need in your life to make a home feel like a home, but also just to make you feel happy. Like, I think there's only a handful of things that you need to make you feel comfortable. The rest of it is just, like, luxuries that are just, I guess, unnecessary. Um, yeah. And don't work or don't don't aid towards happiness. No, they are often, often towards isolation. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't borrow from someone else. You need absolutely. to get it. Like, I feel it all the time. I'm like, why do I feel like I need to go get the expensive version of whatever I need yeah. right now. Like, yeah. didn't we? Like, surely we have enough of these screwdrivers <laughs> in the world. Like, generally, yeah. like Just it's, a, it's so inefficient. Yeah. It's so stupid. To buy like, one and use it. And yeah, it on the yeah. Shelf like, for five like years. I'm sure, like half the country's got a spare screwdriver <laughs> I can use. Like, if we stop making screwdrivers, we'd have enough screwdrivers yeah. for a long time to make a lot of things. <laughs> so why do we still make them? Yeah, like, absolutely. Just, that's you know, just pollution I, and waste. It's and... pollution waste. It's it's ridiculous. You know, there's a, a a friend of all of ours now, Virginia, who she she studies and well, she doesn't necessarily study, but she's very aware and connects and speaks to a lot of people about this sort of thing, and. You know, one point that she she raised was, why does a, a block of apartments, luxury apartments, why do we all have to have a washer and a dryer each? Why do we all have to have a, a fridge each and, yeah. and a cooker each? Um, could we share some of those things? I think ultimately, like, there's a level. We've 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 advanced to a certain level now where to go back yeah. for a lot of people will be really difficult because there are it's a certain luxury of having your own fridge with your own food in it that nobody else is going to pinch anything that Although, has become. Although, could start to chuck into the mix that the reason we have all those things individually is because we're working so hard. Yeah. We have to be so efficient with our time yeah. because we want to make more money to keep continuing climbing up the ladder yeah. that you're talking about. So when when you know people do experiments like live in the woods and slow their lives down and take more s space and time to value those things, then all of a sudden sharing a fridge is less of a big deal yeah, you know yeah, absolutely so, but anyway no no yeah, i yeah. think that's a good a great yeah. great thing to chip in is because that is the reality of it having a washer and dryer below your sink so that you can just slam your stuff in and run off to work is convenient yeah um but at the same time having a washer and dryer in a room that's like near an exit or an entrance of your block of flats you're still walking past it you're still just as close yeah. you just get into habits that don't make don't it doesn't feel like that's convenient but it wouldn't take much to change to short share those things and then not have not be so wasteful i guess yeah yeah so uh yeah thank you so much for the voicemail i, I there's so much food for thought and i guess ultimately to to feel confident to move into that tiny home with your family and enjoy that beautiful experience that it's going to be like definitely do it don't let society ever stop you and i don't think for like listening listening to you it doesn't sound like it's going to stop you from moving into that tiny home um, it's just a concern you've, you've shared that other people don't want to do it but I think 
by doing it, you're spreading the word and maybe your friends would move into, like I was saying with Beth yeah. earlier, she's thinking about moving into a van and the amount of questions she's asked me about how do you do this, how do you do that, like it's given her the confidence and she's been like, yeah, do you know what, I really think I'm going to do it. And that's just because somebody else has gone and done it. So yeah. you moving into that tiny home is going to convince somebody else to do it and eventually, maybe over a bunch of years, 50% of the world are living in tiny homes off solar panels and, and a collective water bucket or whatever. <laughs> And then there's the 50% we need to meet to hopefully save the world. So any more thoughts on that voicemail? No, not really. Just promote, just promote generosity, yeah. isn't it, just really? Just promoting it by doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's funny how much power you actually have on a one-to-one -one level. You have more power than you think to spread a word, I think. I mean, every person, what, friendship circle is probably like or a reach of like 30 good strong people you could call up and speak to maybe 20 to 30 people yeah. and if there's 20 or 30 people then speak to their 20 or 30 people soon that is a lot of people it's um like I, well growing up in church and stuff i got one of some of the things i used to love from when people talked about the bible were like these two like two sentence little stories it'd be kind of like and then there was aram and he was just a really good man <laughs> who gave his time and yeah, that was like the was only enough. thing you'd hear about him in like you know in all this collection and i think like I don't think there's an Aram in the Bible. I just, I just, I just pulled that name out of the air before I get like quoted <laughs> or whatever. And that's not a natural verse. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the sentiment of it is like that's what I aspire to. Yeah. You know, like if I can be a two-sentence thing in the in a, in a historical document because of my consistency in generosity and kindness, then like that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a real like everyone's talking about influences at the minute. Social yeah. media influencers, yeah. but on on a very real everyday level, everyone's an influencer. Yeah, by doing something cool and moving into your tiny home with your family, you are influencing other people. And uh, one, just enjoy it. Just enjoy that time with your family. But two, enjoy the fact that you're inspiring other people to do it. Because if you just get one more person to come to change the way of living, then you've done a good thing. So, yeah. voicemail number two. What have we got? Voicemail number. Thank two. you very much for that that call. By the way, it was. Very, very enjoyable. Hi there, guys. Uh, it's Sam. This um, question for you is, uh, if we really want to save the world, uh, is veganism really the answer? All right, cheers. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I love that question. Sam, uh, great topic of choice. I feel like this is a whole podcast in itself, but we'll make it maybe, short. <laughs> maybe, yeah, and we might need to get people to unlock this in the... I think the upcoming people, podcast. Yeah, I think people are. Um, it's quite. People get quite defensive about it, and people mm. are kind of. It's up in the air at the minute because uh, veganism is like. You get labelled certain types of people. Oh, if you're a vegan, you're that kind of a person, mm. and it, and it's kind of. It, I think some people are frustrated by how much it's being talked about and pushed upon us, and it's like all these jokes of like, oh, you managed to speak for five minutes without telling me you're a vegan, and there's all these jokes about it. But um, vegan powers in. Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, but let's go deeper. Like, what are your what are your thoughts? Like, is veganism the answer? Uh, no, not not yet, or you know, um, in simple terms. But but healthy management of what we can have is is an answer. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd, I'd I'd apply like many other things. You just try and apply it into that structure. Um, so yeah, uh, if you've only got a certain amount of money, you only try and spend that 
amount of money. So I guess there's there's an, there's certainly some arguments in regards to to meat production of what we have and that kind of stuff, which we need to start looking at, or the the world needs mm. to start looking at in that kind of context of like we can't af- afford to keep going in in this direction. So it needs some re restructuring, which we've already touched on, haven't we? Yeah. So um, vegan veganism seems a good thing for some people and definitely promote as much consumption of vegetables as possible yeah. and on a basic health level yeah on a ba- on a basic health level um i don't i i don't see why if we all decided on the terms of kind of cruelty to it, animals or uh, people have different opinions on that I, I don't i don't see how that would sort out the issue if we suddenly all thought that no that if we all had the same opinion on that yeah of of it's a it's a tough one really yeah. because i on paper you can see the benefits it's it's i mean let me start by saying it's certainly not the cure yeah, to all yeah of our exactly problems. yeah it's definitely not um but it is a piece of the puzzle because um I mean, meat production um, is a huge part of the greenhouse gases and all this kind yeah. of thing. Like, there's there's supposed evidence that this is a huge contributor, more so than transport uh, and vehicles. So, in one sense, reducing that is a key thing we need to look at. That doesn't mean just veganism. <laughs> mm. I mean, one thing I'm trying to do on a personal level is cut down how much meat I eat in a week. So I'm trying to have two meat days a, a week. I'm having three meals. Three, three meals meat, meat meals. That's my aim. Yeah. yeah, that's my aim. Yeah. And I think there is going to be some good in that, in in solving some of our problems. Like, it doesn't mean we've got to cut it out. And there's if everybody went down to two or three days a week, yeah. that could bring our levels of... of gases down to a certain level that it does fix some yeah. of the problems and that might then be sustainable um but because i guess because we're overkill with it so much so you know bacon butty for breakfast followed by a ham sandwich at lunch yeah. and then like pork for your dinner in the evening like that's a, that is a lot of meat consumption yeah um however yeah bringing it back to like it's not going to cure all problems i personally believe it's going to help towards some of the problems yeah. um but it depends how you look at it i think the word vegan has got this tainted thing on it at the minute and actually people get hung up on the word veganism um without looking at the the fundamental benefits that it could have um rather than just a diet plan yeah i think i I know a couple of vegans that are now like quite unhealthy because they're not getting enough iron and other nutrients that they they should be getting because they're not supplementing properly but um so in that sense it's an unhealthy way to approach it if you don't really know what you're doing it's quite a difficult thing to actually keep up with really difficult but yeah that's i mean that's that's my initial thoughts on it yeah it's i think we shouldn't get hung up on the no, word veganism no it's it's like what what are why are people being vegan is it just to be trendy and cool in which case like that that's the that's the conversation done at that point mm. or is there a bigger environmental issue is there a health benefit to a certain level mm. i mean we're eating meat only two or three days a week but what if we eat eat vegan for those four days a week so that we're not having or the four remaining days of the week so we're not having dairy products and all this kind of thing um i know organic has been quite a popular thing because then you know it's kind of a bit more ethically sourced and those animals had a good good life 
or better life should i say yeah to a certain level so if that's what you're strung up on in terms of like animal cruelty then cool yeah it does help um yeah. it depends it's a hard question to answer because it depends what exactly sam's getting at is it environmental is it health benefits um so it'd be interesting to hear more from sam at some point <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. call in again and uh, develop on that um but yeah i don't know if you've got any more thoughts on no or any no. tips on on tips. like what you're doing I mean, you well do actually this week. yeah my i mean my only on the tips on that would just to be enjoy cooking yeah you know like i think there are a lot of people that can't get out of the mindset of like eating eating meat yeah. because they like the taste they know how to cook it and they know how to cook it they like the taste they're used to the they're used to it so you just it's been i think it's been great the whole um movements around diet and encouraging more more vegetables to be eaten because I think we're seeing a better range of vegetables and we're we're getting more creative with them and cooking shows and all that kind of stuff so yeah. I'd say that as as a tip for developing vegan like practices yeah. <laughs> you enjoy cooking a lot more on the days where you've not been eating meat because you've had to explore a bit yeah more exactly and, and also I think you start to realize um what you know I, I've always enjoy cooking but you just realize that maybe my 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 parents thought about the parents generation thought about a piece of meat in the middle of it being like the centerpiece yeah. so i think you start to learn how vegetables become the centerpiece yeah you know absolutely um, that's a great way to put it yeah so that that and and, and that's that i think that's fun and in, yeah. and enjoyable and brings some things that taste some taste enjoyment things that meat could never bring you absolutely you know so yeah, yeah you know. Just, it's a different thing in fact i yeah. remember having a great conversation with dave about this and um, was that when he moved into the woods he was growing his own potatoes i wish i was there the day that he pulled, pulled out his first potatoes just to see his reaction <laughs> when he when i watched that vlog but um you could take it to the extreme level of like literally um growing your own vegetables and stuff and that might be a family thing for their first call i'm sorry i don't i, I didn't catch a name on it but um, maybe that's a good thing. Move into your little tiny home. Maybe have a little vegetable garden and grow them, and, and have the satisfaction of growing them, and then cooking it. You might just find an enjoyment, and that might be a good bit of downtime yeah. from your everyday life. Um, so you could go extreme with it in that sense. But I've certainly enjoyed it. Um, and there's a great program actually that I'll finish up my point saying. Um, it's called What the Health. Uh, it's on Netflix at the moment, and I was amazed when I was watching that. Just how how bad some meats are actually for you um mm. but actually more so it just made me think about like so i used to eat quite a lot of fish thinking it was much healthier and there's one point when they're talking about the fish and how much pollution there is now in the sea See and plastics and these animals are now eating those things yeah and then we're thinking we're eating healthy stuff and then you have a lovely bit of salmon and actually they were saying there's like a high percentage of it you're just eating plastic now yeah. and that's like i mean that's a whole different conversation yeah. but Scary. like so actually and that goes to the vegetables as well. Like yeah. you know, you could just be eating vegetables all the time, but if you're buying them from a place that's spraying them with chemicals and you're eating those chemicals, but yet the meat that you're eating is from an organic farm where they are just literally eating grass and they don't have antibiotics in them and stuff like that, like I was like, whoa. So that's really helped me actually like understand not just to eat vegetables and that's better mm. in some way, shape or form, but 
exactly what I'm doing and what I'm looking for with, with going and do this. So anybody that hasn't seen that, I really recommend going and watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's really hard, isn't it? Because we obviously just went, oh, we could eat this now and we could eat this now and we could eat this now and, and expanded our tastes. And then more and more, like as the population grew, people wanted to do that more and more and, and have options. Like I think of the things that were like a treat when I was a child, which now are so accessible yeah. and so expected. Uh-huh. So we've gone so far down that route of we can have whatever we want, in, in the UK anyway, we can have whatever we want when we want it. Yeah. And now that's, I think that's starting to have some negative effects, you know. Yeah. If we were more, if we had a little bit more restriction and concentrated on, and knew where it came from, exactly, yeah. concentrated on growing it well, if we were only eating the vegetables from our soil or whatever, yeah. whatever and, you know, then it would have... It, there would be some positive effects to that. So Absolutely. how re I guess re-educating or just experimenting down those yeah, pathways that, is a good it, thing. A good way to sum, summarize actually this whole conversation is it's education mm. to a certain level. Whether that's educating yourself to learn new techniques on time management or how to put yourself in a creative frame mind frame frame mind what frame, of mind. frame of mind <laughs> my frame. Um, my frame. I, did, I think that yeah it's true uh, it's it makes, fine it yeah, yeah. Make, I've, I've, all words are blurring yeah. um, so whether, whether it's that or whether it is down to what you eat on a daily basis and um, how veganism could help rather than seeing it as maybe a, a just a word that yeah. a lot of us are sort of hating hearing so many times at the minute um so yeah, I think education is just key, and and anybody that's listening to this, um, it'd be really interesting to hear back maybe on some of your voicemail calls, on ways that you deal with um, educating yourself mm. and expanding your 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 mind and in coping mechanisms, all those kind of things. It'd be really interesting to hear from you. So um, one thing that I really want to tackle, and I think some people will be able to connect with, is. This idea of what being a creative means, because there's so many different levels to it. So um, whilst you ponder on what that idea means, I'm going to kickstart this game of battleships that we have right in front of us. Um, Mainly because I blooming love battleships. When was the last time you played battleships? Uh, Years. Yeah, literally the same. And I was was at my parents' house over Christmas. We were digging out our old box of stuff and found our old battleships and it literally it's like two little laptops it's great so we set it up previous to to chatting and i think um it would be a good thing a good good bit of fun to play that whilst you kind of define what you see creatives as and um i, I guess i guess my quick mm. thoughts on it is that anybody is a creative if, if you jump into something like coming onto the swell tour I see you as a creative because you've taken a step to do something that's just a little bit different. And I think even being creative with your own life is um, is an important thing. It doesn't have to be a physical thing. It doesn't have to be sort of coming out with a product of some, some form. Um, and I know Dave really pushed this for people mm. that were coming on the tour was like, you know, just simply coming, you are being creative in, in your own kind of path of life. So so how do, how do you see the definition of creatives across the board yeah well i i agree with with that sentiment and and statement um i i see creativity or being creative is a very simple thing it's kind of just 
opening your eyes, like yeah. in the morning, you know. Um, I've that is pretty creative, <laughs> you know. It's actually incredibly easy and simple. It's it's just being human. Um, now, what we do with it afterwards? That's I guess that's that's where there comes complications, and we start to let various things from insecurities to financial constraints to peer pressure to whatever to upbringing affect it um or environment but we are we are just creative and i i firmly believe that um and we all have it to different extents but we all have it so uh, i think that would be my simple answer yeah yeah no, i think it's um it's a great starting point on what what it all means because i guess i guess to myself in relation to myself sorry um i try daily to try and make people feel that they can do something a bit more extreme than than they believe i think the way that society kind of is at the minute um there's so much bigger things going on that then even just the simple ways of, of being creative or doing just doing stuff that you kind of dream about I guess yeah. seem quite distant at the minute um, I think that's a general thing in the air um, a lot of my friends and I'm sure your friends as well are um, more obviously creative in terms of like musicians or like Dave building the huts or Andy making his book um, and I think that scares a lot of other people off to sort of start and begin I was speaking yeah. to a girl called Beth this week um, who I've been speaking to a lot about an upcoming project that I've got coming in and on your video she's in a, yeah, she the singer video. Oh, yeah, cool. she's, yeah, singer. she's got a lovely she's, voice she's at a place where she's wanting to do a couple of different things she's, she stopped singing um, the last few years she wants to do quite a big life change she's talking about living in a van and just really simplifying her life and we were talking about some quite interesting things about um, what's stopping her I guess and and a lot of those things are like big things like having a mortgage having a house having bills that you need to pay and that kind of thing and we were talking about you know where do you fit those kind of uh where do you fit the creativity into your yeah. life so um I'll let you make the first move on the battleships but where did it all begin for you what what made you feel like you've got the 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 courage and the, the confidence to kind of begin begin make your first move uh well <laughs> We'll go for um, C4. C4 is a miss. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, from a young age, had... I, I think it's, it's about finding freedom in some areas. Yeah. And if you find freedom in an area or two, you can, you can develop that into other areas as well. For me, as a young child, my two were probably singing and climbing. Um, those two things made me feel free and um, I think that's... Do you always strive for that? Is that was, was that kind of like almost a uh, subconscious goal of yours? Was yeah, to it, be as I think free it, as possible? yeah, yeah, as analysing it now I, th I think there was, there has been a theme of that I've always I've always sought some solitude and to be to find space to feel free, I guess. Um, and so I've, al I've always had that. So I would, I'd recommend that to anybody who's, who's trying to 
engage with more of their creativity is to find some good thinking time yeah. like take yourself on a date kind of thing and with with yourself as an artist with yourself as a creative being i think that's something i probably have always done um and you know to the point that sometimes i enjoy that more than sharing it with others which yeah. is that you know and and there would be there's some people that or friends that have been a little bit frustrated yeah at the fact that i've kept my own creative journey as my as my own yeah. you know yeah, uh, yeah which is an interesting you mean in terms of people wanting to almost get involved sometimes yeah get mean... involved and and or hear more you know or hear more songs or um but anyway yeah i guess saying that's that's where it started for me having my own relationship mm -hmm. with my creative self i guess that that and then in terms of i guess i was brave a couple of times and <laughs> and i was lucky enough to have a couple of people encourage me and i i just kind of went with it so there was kind of gaps that you leapt and 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 made the jump to yeah. to just do something whatever yeah that do was. something and i mean you know that's that's talking as a a child i mean i had i i i was involved in a lot of church things like um or I was involved in a local church and there was opportunities in that to play music and things and so that that was really encouraged. So that you know, like a, a positive people encouraging you yeah. is obviously can be a super fanning of the flame. Mm. Um I think on the topic of that actually, I'm, I'm gonna make my next move. Uh F four. There is a reason we're playing battleships, by the way. There is a metaphor to this game that I'm gonna come to later. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to come to you later, um, which which is very much on the topic we're talking now. So yeah. stay tuned as to why we're playing Battleships. There is a deeper meaning. It's not just a silly little game. Um, but well, that'd be fine if it was. No, there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing. There doesn't have to be a meaning to everything. Um, society, society in a way at the minute. Um, so I'm making a film on the, the, the V2 of the tour. And the thing that... There was one conversation that came up, and the thing that I really connected with with it is the, there was a comment made that we're always told how we're different, and we're never told how we're the same. Hmm. You switch on the news, and it's always about the differences. It's always about it's always about it's always about the things that separate us, and not the things that kind of bring us together or or encourage us to do and make leaps terribly sorry about the car alarms going off in the background in true true winging it form um but there's never there's never a thing that in the air or between us at the minute that feels like we're encouraging each other to just be on our own journeys mm. and i think quite often you can feel quite alone and then that gap doesn't ever feel like it's there to make the leap to begin something so um have you got any thoughts on on, on that side of things by that I mean have you got any thoughts on why people maybe never feel they can reach the point of making the leap uh, well e E4 just <laughs> just <laughs> E4 is a hit oh yes crikey me <laughs> <laughs> we're very hard on ourselves I think that would be the main the main thing that comes to mind um we we have very high expectations of ourselves you know we pick up a guitar and we believe we should be able to play it instantly mm. um we feel frustrated 
that we don't and and we then sometimes feel angry at ourselves and and give up and and then hang this label around our neck of not being able to do it or or um we're uncreative or or not talented or or those kind of things so i don't know why we need to be like that as human beings so the finding a group of people it's important to say these things to yourself but if you can find a group of people that that don't promote that attitude mm. you know that that say hey no don't worry about it just give it another go um that that for me is probably the the foundation or one of the foundations of of, of people being able to make those leaps just did you having find that some quite early did you find a connection in that sense i i think in the most in the more creative periods i have had that's definitely around like Good a really yeah real process. yeah a real encouraging but also relaxed like an, a relaxed but encouraging atmosphere mm. um which i think we did have on this world tour i think mm. people started to just be like oh well everybody else is like writing a poem so i shall like you know and it was and it was a no-brainer it yeah. was just you just started to do it you just started to think in that in that manner equally you know there's maybe we're in a lot of structures that just don't leave room for that so mm. that having the structure stroke friendships that just kind of release that whether it's a weekly pub quiz with good mates and just having some good chats and you know and reminding yourself uh, you, you know there is there's always a responsibility to do a little bit of reminding to yourself but yeah. but yeah that that would find a community i think i think it's a really important g6 miss ah um, i think it's a really important thing to 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 push in this conversation is that i mean we've done the tour but it's not about the fact that we've done a tour. We don't. Wanna, I, I don't certainly want to make anybody feel like they're excluded from the fact no. that they didn't do this tour because it is around us in every every day. And I think it's a really important thing to push. Is yeah, going down to your local pub quiz. Yeah. Um, even just making a call with some friends. Yeah. Is so important to put you on that level of, of feeling supported in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Th there's a guy called um, Alistair Humphreys. He's a, uh, yeah, he's a, a writer, travel writer, and um, I think he's got a vlog and things. I can't remember. He's a uh, blog. <laughs> so used to saying the word vlog rather than blog now, but um, <laughs> uh, he, um, he's written a great book, or the, and the sentiment behind it is, is so amazing. It's called Micro Adventures because he just had people telling him, oh, well, it's all fine for you. You're, you know, because he was previously employed by like National Geographic to explore the world, you know, and they're like, oh, it's fine for you. You know, like you just get paid to to like cycle to some far flung destination. Um, and he. And I, I, I really like for close to my heart, really, like where he just sort of said to them, like, change your mindset yeah. like it's not 
who cares whether I did a giant adventure? Yes, there's a value in a giant adventure, but like, what about just like camping out with your kids for the night? Yeah. On a school night, you know, what about just going for a walk to a place you've never been before? Like, the reason I ended up doing bigger adventures, you know, he was saying, is because I cared for those little ones. Yeah. Like, just I would think to turn my mind towards that. Um, you know, that's that's oh, well, traveling is a creative, uh, a creative thing to do, of course. But you know, I think you can apply the same values and the same principles in, in writing a song you know just trying it moving to pick up something just write a melody record it. it's so easy in from a resources point of view now like with with mobile phones you can just sing into it and yeah. you can give it to someone else and they can respond um you just gotta look. it's acting on it in the yeah, moment isn't it yeah, that's, exactly. that's the diff that's the most difficult yeah. thing is actually seeing the opportunities when they're right in front of your face but and it's that's just that yeah it's just it's I guess it's just starting to realise that small is is big. Yeah. You know, the the things you see as small and insignificant um, actually could be massive. Like, yeah. could be, like, you know, a real Absolutely. massive breakthrough. I, from a pushing your... Or in terms of developing your creative happiness, let's, let's yeah. say, you know. I think that's... And that's maybe the the goal that I think we're talking about here. We're not talking about recording an amazing film or fine if you go on to do that but we're just talking about creative happiness absolutely you know like that's and that's and the return of that is that you get the stronger result at the end of it is if you find the creative happiness to 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 feel comfortable to do stuff in the moment yeah. or anything like that that's that's when you get a stronger product from it so yeah. when for you is that moment is it because you've done a lot of touring you've mm-hmm. done a lot of we were literally just saying before we started the podcast about how many miles your car's done this last yeah. five years or so. Um, but is is that the most creative time for you? Because to everybody else, that's like, wow, Tom's doing this. Tom's traveling around, doing all these gigs. Um, I'm interested to know if that feels like the most creative time for you. Uh, it, it certainly can do. Um, when you when you try and take in the world that you're... The new is often the new worlds that you're you're discovering. You know, if you're in some random, it's the same. It's the same. I the same in England. I mean, I mean, it's the same now. Like I've never been to Grantham, and there's a downtown. Like, <laughs> like what is a downtown? Like I'm just intrigued, and and it's you know I could I could summarize it as a generic garden centre, but I don't know. And maybe it's got like extra special things in the brickwork, or like maybe the people that come here have got like a message that that no one else in this world has. But they've, there's a there's a unity to that. Um, so <laughs> where am I going with this? <laughs> I guess, yeah, when I'm touring, I have, I have that mindset and it's easier. I think when you're, when your environment is changing fairly quickly, you know, you can notice more things and you can be inspired them, inspired by them instantly. And you've got to take hold of them or remember them, you know, otherwise they're gone. Yeah. You know, like. It's actually really hard putting yourself back into that moment isn't it yeah so it's one thing i love about this bus is that um i was saying last week there was a girl called Alyssa that i met and she wrote this song in byron bay yeah yeah uh, yeah i know yeah yeah and i know the song yeah yeah i was in croatia at the time and i said 
Alyssa, I know you've been wanting to record and finish this song for a while. You look like you're about to make a move. I, I just realised it was my move. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Are you going to go towards sinking this battleship? Uh, I'm going to go for G4. Hit. Oh. You got it. This is good. So Alyssa um, has been trying to finish this song for a long time. Yeah, you know it. You Call know the song. Me in the <laughs> I'm sure she'd be chuffed that you remember that yeah, song. Yeah, well. no, I've, I've only heard it like a couple of times. It was a, she's it's a great a songwriter. A, yeah, she is. Really and I love Byron Bay as well, so it kind of means a lot to me. I've never been, I've oh, never been. Yeah, no. But she, she really struggled to write, to write this song. And, well, it was. I think she got the majority of it written, but she wanted to record it. But she was saying that she was struggling. Like, how, how does a creative get back into that mindset where you're the other side of the world and then want to finish something, in this case, the song? Um... And the beauty of this bus is that we I was in Croatia on a beach and I was like, Alyssa, you should come to join me here. Mm. Like this is the perfect spot to finish what you started. Um but the reason I'm saying this is that it's it is difficult to get back into that mindset. So recording voice notes on your phone when you're in a in a moment, that can bring back all the memories for you to finish something. But say you're not a musician, say you're a writer. Um how how do you put yourself back if you're writing lyrics for something how do you put yourself back into a place to to write about everything you're feeling when you're not actually there feeling it and my move is going to be <laughs> e5 e5 is also a miss oh, no i'm not doing well it, i yeah per personally i i think i just like a an empty room i like to be able to stand up um just get it i don't know it must be blood flow or something uh, like as a from a musical sense i get so much groove from the, the movement of my legs so they're like do i remember this actually? yeah yeah they, they just sort of they're going and they're they're like this little cycle it's almost like it's you like have someone's a little sidestep thing yeah, going on when you yeah, perform, yeah. You know? it's like someone's behind me with like a pedal like and they're making my legs go um <laughs> a little puppet yeah exactly uh so but yeah just in terms of returning i seem to get the most success um, with it, it's most easy to apply myself, imply, applying oneself to finish something is is an is a skill that is kind of developed beyond these moments of magic, yeah. you know. Uh, but in terms of where can I most most easily get to a place to to finish something or develop something strongly, it's standing up, like. Uh, notepad or laptop to type out or whatever right in front of me and normally some nice acoustics because I love like in the most childlike way I just love playing with my vocals yeah. it's just what I enjoy doing yeah. so if I've got a room where it's most where it's a bit easier to do that like I can remember being at college and just the the canteen was was awesome yeah, you know, like so, sitting in the corner of the canteen while other people were doing, doing things and just eating their food and going about their day. I, as long as no one was sort of paying too much attention to me. Um, what was it you liked about the canteen? Was it? Were you talking? Are you talking like the sound of the room? Are you talking about what's going on? The things you can see? People think what the, people are doing? The well, the building. The building was actually quite a cool structure. Um, your school was so different to mine. Oh, it, it, yeah, actually, that building's been knocked down now. It was, um, oh, no. it was in Cambridge. It was the college. Um, it was, it was an older building, hence why they knocked it down and put it into flats or whatever. But um, the the canteen 
on this occasion. I just I think I liked the acoustics were great. Acoustics is a, is is a useful thing for me. So often you'll often find me sitting or standing <laughs> standing in like a kitchen or occasionally a bathroom, but preferably a place with high ceilings. Um, and the canteen definitely had the high ceilings. It had great acoustics, um, and it had vibe. I guess it had yeah. something going on. It had movement. Um, it's crazy how much an environment can affect you creatively, isn't it? Yeah. Just in terms of either like acoustically or just being in a certain place, how much that makes a difference. And I, I actually really in with you. I think the biggest thing that I would recommend most people to do is to travel and see stuff. It doesn't have to be traveling far. You could literally yeah. go down to your local park and have a memory there that sparks something, or it might spark an idea. And this yeah. is th another thing about being creative. You might be sat in your park thinking of a memory of being sat on that swing. And it sparks some kind of, I don't know, business idea. Yeah. Like, creative isn't literally being a musician yeah, or anything yeah, exactly. like that. And the environment really, really plays a big, big part in that. Um, sounds like it certainly has with your canteen experience. Yeah, canteen experiences. <laughs> fields, random fields. I just love stopping. I mean, you, I, I haven't got such a luxurious, glamorous uh, place like this, but just, like, getting finding some field repacking the car and then just standing on the edge of it and singing my heart out you know like they're they're my favorite creative moments and yeah. occasionally people get to witness that um or something of it or there's a there's a gig i do that just really incorporates that um particularly unplugged gigs they can be really special like the swirl i mean particularly yeah. the swirl ones were all a bit like that and the yeah, they they all were really. Well, we had an interesting yeah. talking about environments. We had an interesting moment when we were, um, we were trying to write a song about France, but at the time we were sat on a beach in Spain. Yeah, and we actually found it quite difficult, didn't we, to actually, yeah. th the actual strongest ideas that we ha all had were things that we individually had started when we were in France. Yeah, and actually, out of all the songs that we were trying to make in all these different locations, that was the one that came away pretty much incomplete or, or in a yeah, bit yeah. of a stale moment. So so have you got any certain like techniques that you do to get yourself out of moments? Oh, oh yes, my mate, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I was trying to do a dis discreet little thing. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Whilst you ponder on that yeah, for a moment. I, um, I go between discreet and very indiscreet, 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 indiscreet. indiscreet. I, I really don't know. Andy, Andy, <laughs> where are you when we need you? I actually like playing this game because when I do it, when I'm having conversations with friends, we often ask questions to each other and then initially we're like, uh, and there's this moment of like, how am I going to answer this question? And actually, this gives us quite a nice gap to it. Uh, so let's go for F4. F4? Oh, you've hit me again. Nice. Um, I'll give you a hint as well. You've got you've got my biggest ship. Oh, you give me a hint. Oh. Yeah. You've got my biggest one. But... Um, uh, how do I get how past get moments? Yourself, yeah, moments when you're just sort of like, I guess, struggling to complete a project you've spoken a lot about how hard it is to to finish something and mm. i think that's something we all have felt at some point in various ways shapes ways shapes and forms well yeah i mean I, uh, there's different types of finishing <laughs> but maybe maybe well let's talk about two of them then so i i, I come i'm thinking about two types of finishing and developing so there's there's that there's that space where you really want to 
make it yours um, because you, you feel like you've lost ownership over it or something like that. You've lost ownership over an idea. You, you want to you kind of get it back close to you. Now, in those moments, I think you, you search out the, the field, the, or I search out the field, the, the canteen, the, the great <laughs> acoustics, you know, the... Um, I don't think we were, we were in the San Sebastian apartment and like I was using the uh, the dish holder. What do you got? Drying yeah. rack. Dri- yeah, yeah. Washing rack. But I feel like I'm I not... Know you mean. Put, I think you stack your I'm plates in. Stacking rack, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's two words. I keep getting them wrong. Um, I was using that as an iPad stand <laughs> so that I could... Oh, I do remember So that actually. I could, you know, just practically had the lyrics in a nice place for me to edit them uh, quickly. Um, yeah, so if you want to get, grab control of something to finish something that you want to make sure has got your your spirit in it, yeah. uh, then seek out something, a place that's comfortable for you, you yeah. know, um, without, you know, without, hopefully without that needing to be an expensive or difficult process. Um, because yeah, I guess there's arguments. Well, I can only finish songs <laughs> <laughs> on this specific cliff in yeah. Japan, and you're like, well, just fine if you've got the funds for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, uh, and then the other type of fin- finishing is is what a lot of creatives find very difficult, and it's that delivering kind of finishing, delivering a a, a product or or something that they want to present and kind of put down and say it's done yeah it's time to move on to something else um that i think is a slightly different mindset and requires a bit more of a ruthless attitude and a braver step in that like you gotta let it you just gotta let it fly Mm. you know like maybe um maybe it's no good. I and think it, we're, we're all quite perfectionist, aren't we? Yeah. In some ways. And it's actually really hard to find a point where you go, I think this is done now. Yeah. Because there is always a certain level you get to, and anything you change after that, nobody's ever going to notice. Yeah. Other than yourself, which is fine if you, are, if, if you are the only person you're truly trying to satisfy with doing something, then great. You, you spend six years finishing that album. But um, I think a lot of people have amazing things behind closed doors yeah. that people never see purely because they're waiting for something to happen that means that project's finished. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, there isn't actually a thing that, that happens. I'm sure you've found this on the album that you've just you've just finished, I guess. Yeah. Like, what was the finishing point for you what, that you felt satisfied with that? Well, we got the Just Tom and Pete one when we got the Masters through. Um, that was the finishing point. Yeah, because before you, you do all the final processes, you've got to get a point where you're like... Yeah, I think we've done everything we can possibly do, and yeah. sometimes you never feel like you've hit that point. Yeah, well, I guess you you just you just list you got to trust your gut reaction in the time. I think yeah. I think that's just a just a sort of skill to learn. Like for for the for writing writing sorry the example of writing a song or or producing a song and recording a song, listen to it five times. Is there anything that's bothering you? If you've got to know, then put it down. Now, it may well be that in a month's time you listen to it again and something does bother you, but you've got to have the discipline to, to stop that no. process. And you, you know, other things on at that point. Yeah, exactly. You've you've got, at that point, you've got to just go, 
it almost becomes part of the story. I think people forget that actually hitting that point where things maybe aren't perfect. Yeah. It's part of the story of where you are currently at in that whole process. Uh, C6. <laughs> I can see you looking thinking whose go it was. Oh, it's a hit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> the tables are turning. <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I think a lot of people... Um, I don't know. They, they, miss, they miss the point of it being part of the story. Yeah. If a vocal wasn't great... Like, w- we recorded a song on the first location in Scotland... And I could tell that we could have spent half a day on your vocals in particular because um, you went not hit that point where you felt like you were really satisfied with what you'd done. But for myself and the other guys in the room, like it was the rawness of that. Yeah. We could have we could have gone and recorded those vocals again and not in Scotland. And it would have had a completely different yeah. vibe to it. And actually it would have lost that thing. So the perfectionist side of us that wanted to maybe re-record some bits here and there would have actually removed some of that. So... Yeah, and, and that goes with anything. That's not just music. There is so many different yeah. ways of like just getting to a point where you're like, okay, the website is finished now to a level where we can release it. We will work on the extra pages at a later date, and that's fine. And yeah. it's, it's a difficult place to reach. I've yeah. really struggled with it. I guess my next question to you as you make your next move is, <laughs> um, how how much does reaching that point where a project is finished... Mm. Um, rely on what you're thinking the res- the reception of it's going to be how much do you think about what people are going to think to your projects or how well do you cope with just believing in your own like you say your gut instinct yeah i i think it's people often ref- certainly in music people talk about like a palette I mean, obviously they do um, in painting as well. <laughs> but they, or in you, food. Yeah, in food, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's a slightly different palette. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you, you choose you choose some factors um, and some boundaries, basically. You know, you might choose that this is going to be a record where we're only using drums and bass or yeah. whatever. Um, and you might... I think you can further that palette to say things like, I would like this to connect with more people than maybe some other music I'm making. So you can... There's nothing wrong with looking at how other people have connected with lots of people Mm. and trying to put that in to the creation. Like, Mm. that's, that's, that's fine, but... It's. I think it's helpful to know that kind of stuff before you before you start, um, and see it as one of the ingredients of the record, rather than what the rather than sort of putting the success of the creative thing on that. Yeah, I, that, that, makes, that, yeah, that sense? does make sense. That does yeah. make sense. Yeah. So. Um, if it's just for you, then you don't need to worry about it appearing yeah. loads of people. Yeah. Like, who cares? You know, uh, if they do, then great. Um, or 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 see that as something you're going to look at afterwards. Mm. You know, there's I'm sure there's some very obscure things that people make, and they don't know who else is interested in that in this world. But no. if they wanted to, and were able to put the time into figuring that out, 
they could. Yeah. Ultimately, across the board, I think if yeah. you're interested in something, there will be other people yeah, out there. Exactly. That are interested in it. Exactly. And it actually, it's it sometimes just takes a while f- to find those people that yeah. are interested. And I don't think social media helps with that kind of stuff. The way we are at the minute is every day is like judging each other on how many likes you've got, how many comments you've got, how many people involved. And then on a creative level, you kind of take, you kind of almost automatically factor that into everything you're doing. Yeah. Like is Andy's when he, Andy's writing the book. I truly believe he was writing the book just for himself. Yeah. Um, but he could have very easily been like, oh, last time I wrote a book, only 100 people liked, physically liked it on social media. Yeah. So therefore, maybe I should write about something different. Um, and it's, it's, it is, a, we're living in a difficult world to actually feel gratitude from, in, in different other areas because social media is so pushed on yeah. us every day. And it's too, well, it's just, it's, it's something we're losing, I think, yeah. a, a little bit. And it's who do you want to comment yeah who are you pleasing yeah. realistic re- really yeah. who are you trying to please you know like you might want to please your best friends yeah so do that yeah and, and then know. on the reverse of that it's how do you then judge the success of of whatever you've done are you targeting a certain demographic of people are you actually bothered if only you, your mum and your sister likes it like and that's fine like yeah. It's just all so much about numbers at the minute, and I think that's a struggle. But I don't want to—I don't want to go like negative on that yeah, whole yeah. thing. But I think it's something that we should probably address a lot more. And I think it is becoming more common conversation. Of, yeah. You know, there's so many people trying to strive to have so many followers, but be realistic. And you know, I'm really guilty of it myself. Um, at times where you feel like that's what you are—that that, that is yeah. your payback. When when payback isn't financially, because I don't know, the music industry struggling at the minute to actually earn some some money off it. Yeah. So then the next thing is how many people have liked it. How many, yeah, so it's, yeah. it's quite easy to fall into yeah, that. Yeah, and, and so then by default, the third most important thing comes your creative happiness. Yeah, you know, which has got to be the top. Which has got to be the top. It's got to yeah, be the top. That's thing. where it's got to start because otherwise you've got no, you've got nothing, you've got much less to yeah. share with yeah. um with those other two sources. Yeah, and the know, other two sources are so wide as well. Yeah. Like, if you hit 10,000 listens on a song, you then want 100,000. Yeah. You then want a million. That, that, it becomes an endless game, um, which is quite a dangerous place. So I think what I'd like to take away from this... Are you going to make your next movie? Yes, I4. I4, that's a miss. Okay. Splash. <laughs> um, what I would Big like... Splash. Personally, to like conclude on this little section before we yeah. move on to the there is actually a schedule to this podcast oh, okay cool <laughs> only, only a little one but like i just i could talk to you all day about your creative because I, yeah. I just like the way you see things and it, it certainly gives me confidence in the way i do things just your sort of freedom kind of approach That's and i know there's a lot of things that that do worry you like think naturally yeah. you're human i'm human um but i love the freedom that you have with the way that you create and and it, i really get this sense of you're really in your element when you're performing to a small group of people that you can really interact with and that's fine I think you'd be a very different performer if you were on a level of doing like stadiums or, or something on that kind of scale I, I would I, I could just tell I'd watch you in a very different sense and I think you perform in a very different way as well uh, but the thing I love about you now is just how down to earth you are with mm. just connecting on a very small level and ultimately having that foundation of people there is what's going to get you to do greater and bigger things anyway 
and then you'll probably miss doing the smaller gigs but you'll always do it passengers I, I really relate you to passenger actually yeah. not long ago he set up in Brighton didn't he and, and did a little he just busked I think on a little tiny amp yeah. and said I'm going to go busking today come and meet me if you want to and he had a crowd of like a thousand people that turned wow. up it was crazy but ultimately he's still very much wanting to connect yeah. on that one to one level and and no matter what your creative thing is I think it's very important to recognise and keep connected with that so with that being said, mate, and I really, I could talk to you all day and I, 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 I hope as, as a listener, you've enjoyed hearing about what Tom does and what he feels towards things. And I hope it's given you confidence to sort of make a bit of a leap and, and actually just think about what you want from what you do. And actually, if you can be satisfied with starting on a much smaller scale and just forget about the bigger picture, at least to start with, yeah. there's, a, there's a bigger level of happiness. Let them that fly. seems to be where you're at at the minute. Yeah, well, I think that's the that that's the mentality, yeah. So, or one of the healthiest yeah. underlying mentalities I think for a creative person to have yeah. is have lots of babies and let them fly. <laughs> fly! I had the weirdest <laughs> images in my head. Then. And now you're going to go write a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my move is going to be uh, C five. Okay, cool. Uh, that is a hit. That's a hit as well. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to... Let's let's play this just for a short while because then I'm going to um, conclude on why on earth we're playing Battleships. What's your next move, my friend? Uh, it's going to be... Um, what's it going to be? Uh, B8. B8 is a miss. Great. Um, C4. Hit. Cracking me. We're getting some pace on now. What's your next move? Uh, uh, E8. That's a hit. Oh, you've got a second battleship. Okay, my next move is going to be uh, C7. That is a miss. Man. Okay, um, G8. G8 is a miss. Okay. C3. Hit. Oh, I've still not sunk the battleship. Have I got Yes, you've sunk it now. Have I sunk it? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, do you know what? We're going to we're gonna finish this game afterwards because we could be <laughs> just creating... I might start a podcast called Battleships and just literally play Battleships and not talk about idea. nothing else other than games of Battleships. Um, one real strong reason why I wanted to actually play this with you is because I think there's there's a symbol in everything that we've talked about that I think is is it evolves around distractions and how easy they are in modern society. How how and they've always been there. It's not just a modern thing, but it's so easy to be distracted by so many different things. And us trying to do this podcast is being distracted by a game of battleships. But ultimately, we're sat in Grimsby. <laughs> Is it Grimsby? Is it Grimsby? Grantham? Grantham. Grimsby's like... Grimsby's close. Grimsby's close. I drove drove past it on the way. Oh, no, wait. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm thinking of two different... Grimsby's like quite far away. beside (laughs) the point. I I live on the road and I don't know a map. (laughs) But the fact that we're still here playing... uh, Sorry. The fact that we're still sat here recording podcasts, no matter how many distractions or excuses we could have made for today to not have happened, I think... I always take with me every day as a creative is is what are my actual distractions? How much are they going to stop me from doing a thing? And how easy do I want them to stop me from 
doing anything. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important to sort of take a walk once a week and just sit and think about what your goals are meant to be of that week. Yeah. What's going to try and stop you from getting there and how you can get around them and, and how how important actually are they? Because a lot of the time, like us playing battleships now is not important. We could just, well, we are going to stop playing now. Um, but it's something that I always do. I was, I was talking to my friend Isaac the other day and we were playing battleships again and, and um, I was talking to him about this very thing. Playing battleships was stopping us from recording and I was like, just asking him loads of questions on how you get around uh, getting things finished and completed no matter how many distractions are around you. And um he he said something that really stuck with me, which was just ultimately if you want to do something and you want to get it complete, then prioritize that above everything else. Mm. And there's going to be distractions that you've got, you've got to deal with in the moment of the time. But um, when he was saying it, I was thinking about you, mm. which gave me the idea for this silly little game. <laughs> um, because when we when we were traveling out and about, you always picked up your guitar and you always did something that was towards your career, I guess, towards your musical side. And I really respected that about you, that no matter how many distractions there were, no matter how many times we could have, or you could have just gone out to the beach or gone surfing or whatever, which you did those things. But every time I saw you, you have a guitar in your hand. And I thought it was really inspiring that no matter what happens, no, what, no, what, no matter what you're feeling, you're always still doing something. And I guess I just wanted you to know that... Um, I think it inspires a lot of people the fact that you do just wander around with a guitar on your back all the flipping time. Yeah, right. And it shows that you've got two albums. You've started this year with two albums ready to go. Yeah. And that's because you... No, I, I feel like you feel like you, you you sometimes stall quite a lot in what you're doing or you yeah. don't feel like you've written stuff, but man, yeah. you, are, you are on fire with what you're making all the time. And uh, I think you're a real inspiration to a lot of people. Um, just the fact that you're doing it and I'm really excited to hear what your albums are doing yeah nice um, and, and how they sound and how they do so yeah um, oh, with everybody you. else listen to this I wish you all the best with that so. and um, we will briefly move on to part two of podcast <laughs> <laughs> so what what um, Andy and Dave were really wanting to do um, with their initial first episode was to ask this question of what are we not talking about mm. at the moment and I'm really interested to know if you've had any thoughts or if you've got an idea, something that comes to your mind about what you feel we're not talking about. I feel that we don't talk about extreme constriction, I guess, or extreme like, constriction. well, I just, you know, I was thinking this this morning. It's a bad name if I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> or I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess it's all a bit 1984, but I, I don't think that we um, are talking about the effects of big corporations and standards that we accept and familiarity that makes us uncreative or whatever. So that, like, I it's, it's that thing. I often walk past... Um, I walk through a high street... And you see a Starbucks buzzing and full and you see a beautiful looking independent coffee shop a few doors down, like looking like it's hardly got any people in it. And I I don't I don't think we're talking about the subject of why we go to a Starbucks. Like, I think it's it's ridiculous if we're trying to promote 
creativity and more options in the world and more freedom and more independence you know that we that there's so many things that make us go oh i know what that is i'm going there you know and yeah. some of them are worse than others obviously and some of them have a bigger effect so that that would be something this i don't i think it's affecting people's mental health really like on a big scale why we must go to those things yeah it's like a default you mean like yeah. just a like i guess just like in a first reflection thought on that yeah i think it's almost human nature to not enjoy change <laughs> and yeah. to yeah enjoy the you know waking up knowing what we're going to do every day uh having that routine and the big the corporations, the big, the big companies, the big uh, Starbucks, I guess they kind of play on that, would you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, I guess that's the thing. It's not that routine. I'm not is saying bad. that it's right that they play yeah, on that. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's uh, not that routine's bad. It's just the fact that people are taking advantage of the fact that we like routine. Yeah. And then, like, probably slowly hiking up prices yeah. or or making it more convenient and lulling lulling everyone into a deeper sense of control yeah I even said. in the smallest like um what was that f i guess the first promotion for coffee was that you got that little card and once yeah. you had six stamps on it yeah. you then got a free one yeah so you always and go there conveniently to build up your, exactly yeah. and conveniently like you know or, or it's like five stamps or something so that every day you have a coffee on the way to work knowing that on the weekend you've got a free coffee yeah and subconsciously you just get sucked into it so yeah. easily and it's it is dangerous that that we don't really have an it's something I've never thought about to be fair with you like you bringing this yeah. up I've never thought about it how um, it's almost like a game they almost make it like a game mm. to go and join these big corporations and I've been to coffee shops where you can like little individual coffee independent coffee shops where you can get those little stamps but it's always the big McDonald's or the big Starbucks that you think about yeah and every day and they're taking up roadsides it's just it, there's there's a lot there's seems to be a lot of power in that yeah. in in the way that people manage their time and uh, and I I I guess I find that kind of upsetting and I, I fall for what it. What do you think well. are the negatives to to that? What 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 are you worried about with that? Just I think it's I think it's just potentially dulling people sometimes and dulling their their creativity We're kind of going on from what we've already been yeah. talking about yeah, i was sort yeah. of thinking thinking anyway but um and and in terms of the the downside i think to that or one of the downsides is that maybe issues such as um cattle farming like save mcdonald's for example super powerful corporation and because we're all programmed to think McDonald's, the getting to a place where issues such as too many cattle being made for burgers mm -hmm. can even be looked at is so hard because this has such a is such a powerful brand already. Yeah. So I think that I think that's where it's a bit it's difficult, and that's where it's having a negative effect on people because they're so they're they're too pre-programmed to or they're too reliant on a certain action that when the world maybe needs some change like in terms of meat consumption how do we go about that because there's there's too big a power already and to displace yeah. it is like 
humongous you know have you got any ideas on how to how to or, or maybe <laughs> like in your ideal world what would break that system um well i and i don't i'm not certainly not accusing completely that that com- big companies aren't thinking about big environmental issues but it's kind of on the emphasis is on them to try and educate mm. so you do think it falls down to i guess campaigning so that the companies really see that we're actually bothered about it yeah yeah like the most i guess the most powerful sources and the things that people see the most have the most responsibility to try and help this world on individual and um and and big global issues as well yeah whatever so that that that's kind of what concerns me and and it's a you know with this podcast and various other facets of Corcovado is is it, we're all coming together and we're starting to embark on this journey together which is really powerful you know co- yeah. looking at themes of how we can improve things um so me coming into it fairly fresh you know that's that's one of the things that concerns me because it just it, it feels like people's happiness and well-being and the environment aren't the leading factors yeah um, and I guess we're confusing the system by turning up to McDonald's and 3,000 customers going through their doors yeah. every day in a city centre. That's not suggesting that we're or that we're even seeing these problems because we're still going and, and buying their coffees and buying their burgers and whatever. So I guess it's trying to find the balance, which I have no idea how we do. I yeah. guess it's I guess it's sort of maybe encouraging places like McDonald's or places like Starbucks to really be more ethical in the way they source their products it's not like we don't want to go and buy the burgers it's just that we probably should start looking at different ways to make these burgers or maybe just different products that still help the environment yeah that we can still get the enjoyment out of it because ultimately we still we don't want to just all live living off grass in a field <laughs> eventually no, like no no we, we, we're a sucker for having our enjoyments and our luxuries so yeah, no, I really feel you've got me really thinking now. Yeah, like, um, it's it's just a it's a confused it's something I've been mulling over gently. Just the the power of a corporation, you know. I, I, it's quite scary. Actually, it's, it? it's 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 frightening, and you just kind and a part of me just thinks from a very simplistic, slightly hippie attitude. Like, what if there was some like a restriction? Why isn't there a restriction on how many? restaurants you can have yeah you know like what what would that do or what if there was a restriction what would happen Mm. more people would have more it's i mean it's wonderful in music in one sense like the what we've experienced over the last few years of it going from the bigger record company having all the control to anybody can make an album in their bedroom and share it to the world you yeah. know it's like there's a there's everyone's on a kind of fairer playing field and i wonder if there are some very key areas of society where there really isn't that fair playing field because there's some established big players yeah and even when you think i'm just thinking of clothing now as well you think of places like primark mm. how cheap it is how can how can an ethical company fight against someone like Primark yeah. when they're so it's so cheap to buy five t-shirts for a tenner 
and you know deep down that they've not come from a, a good source. Yeah. Um, and I guess there isn't really a way to fight that unless Primark make eco-friendly shirts. Yeah. That's just another example, but... Yeah, which would, I'm sure, change the structure, you know, change structures of many things, people's lives, you know, I, I, I don't... I, sometimes I think, well, what if what if the, the head honcho was kind of like, oh, I want to be ethical now. Yeah. Well, maybe like that would change. Like, maybe and loads of people would lose it. Well, maybe it is, but maybe that would cause such disarray and loads of people would lose their jobs, you know. And, yeah, that's and true. And, like, low, potentially people who who are poorer would lose jobs and then they'd be even poorer. And yeah. that, that's frightening. So in that sense, maybe the corporation thing is keeping some standards going. Um, but maybe the power they've got can be used in a good way yeah. in terms of like if McDonald's did research on how we could make meat like products that weren't meat yeah. they've got the cash to spend on that if they well, wanted that, to and that's the thing I guess, it? I guess it's getting them to realise that we want them to spend that cash on doing that yeah. and then for them to feel like they want to spend the cash on that research because there are places that do it I know in like All Bar One it's anybody that's li- lis- uh, listening abroad are they just UK All Bar One? That big, think so. that big, yeah, I think so. big chain of pubs yeah. or whatever. They do what's called the Beyond Burger now, which is supposed to be like the closest thing to a meat burger. Right. And they even look, use like beet juice in it that makes it look like it's bleeding and everything. Obviously, that's you're not going to be a vegetarian because you love animals and then go and then buy a meat type yeah. burger. But in terms of like what that's doing for the world, um, environmentally, I mean, um, that's a great advancement. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'd yeah. be happy to eat a meat like burger knowing that it wasn't going to be having an impact on the world. And if I didn't feel like I was missing anything. So we're kind of like, what I'm, what I'm getting at is that we're kind of in this mid-range at the minute where not everybody wants to turn vegetarian and vegan because they yeah. enjoy eating meat, but we don't really have any alternatives that give us that same satisfaction. Yeah. I don't think it's the fact that people want to eat an animal to get that satisfaction. It's just that they enjoy steaks. Yeah. <laughs> and if we had an alternative that was... And, and I, I think we're at that middle ground where I do think things are happening yeah it's just then getting people like mcdonald's mcdonald's to to take that leap as well yeah and primark to make that leap of eco-friendly i mean they make t-shirts out of like bottles now plastic bottles they can now be made into like fabrics or like bamboo for example something that is sustainable in some kind of a way i think we're at a middle ground yeah it's gonna be an interesting sort of like 10 years to see where that yeah all goes but i think it needs voices essentially to share the, share the con- concern in some way shape or form so I guess if anybody that's listening knows of places that you can join in on these conversations whether that's somewhere online like a community group that you can mm. talk to um, be part of any petitions or anything like that uh, without it sounding too like protesty <laughs> um, I-, I wonder if there are things out there I certainly yeah. would be like to see some yeah well the, I was part of a group chatting the other night and I think over the next few months we're just going to try some little experiments amongst ourselves you know yeah and and see if we have any success and then maybe yeah. and i'm sure there's lots of other people around the world doing that and if and yeah if these, if these blueprints can you know if people can make things work in yeah. small groups or 100 200 people but bigger internet communities yeah you know, there's nothing mainstream talking about it at the minute well there is starting to be yeah. but it's it's only now it's starting to be i remember in croatia last year I met a guy who all of his clothes were made by uh, they were made by children in Africa, 
and there was this school or this like club where all they did they got paid to do this and they had like five five uh do you call them like stencils of how to mm-hmm. make different styles of shirts yeah. and they just used recycled recycled materials to make these shirts so the kids were getting a skill they were also getting paid to do it it was recycling and this guy's he looked smart yeah like i wouldn't have guessed that he wasn't wearing smart like expensive stuff and he was like yeah it cost me like a tenner and it it just looked great and i'm excited now to go and and like work and with the company that he was talking about i'm now speaking to them and just spread the word a little bit yeah yeah. because things like that are really cool like it's a really interesting i mean if the clothes are great why wouldn't you buy them and yeah. knowing that they're going to help so even on the smallest of levels this guy was just sat in the bus talking about how excited he was he just got this new shirt and this new pair of trousers and i think that's great i think that's awesome um yeah that's that's my i'm excited for it and i've not really yeah. thought about it too much what you've been saying in terms of the corporation stuff but i'm certainly going to be thinking about it on the drive home yeah or drive to wherever i'm going next <laughs> wherever <laughs> you're going next uh, have you got any more thoughts on Things we're not talking things we're not about. Talking about. I uh, think that's a big one to be. Yeah, I I think that's the thing that uh, just more and more. It's, it's such a big, vague question that I do not claim I have the intelligence or knowledge to really try and answer in any kind of way. But it's the thing that I fear. Yeah. You know, like if big powers who appear to have dulled our minds slightly for the purpose of profit, money making to then potentially feed us so it's not necessarily all bad you know like because there's there's a there's a structure there but um yeah that's the thing that worries me and from a environmental and and kind of personal level I just, that's your thing yeah that's, that's, that's the thing that kind of goes keeps sticking uh, around in your mind yeah i don't think you know it's massive it's going to be it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens in the next however many years 10 yeah. years or so just to where we're at all you're hearing in the news at the minute is scientists saying, you know, we're, we've got to cut down by like 50% or something yeah. to save the planet. Yeah, you know, and... and, if, and but we're sat there like, okay, great, but how, like, how? How do yeah. we do it? What, how what do steps do we actually have to make? So, I mean, I guess it's if someone... Like, if we, as individuals, if we cut down 50%, then it will make some difference, you know, of course. But if someone who has a bigger play a bigger portion of this world <laughs> yeah. a giant portion of this world makes it to 50 percent like that's that's a real game changer you know absolutely so, yeah and we're not too far and we do have the beauty of, of things like social media as much yeah. as we've kind of or oh, i've slated it today in terms of what it's doing in some ways <laughs> that it's you know it is amazing in other ways yeah. um to, to connect with those people in fact i'm just editing the film at the minute and there's one comment that was made by um a guy i really connected with a syrian refugee mm out there and he said that social media is amazing to connect you to people all over the world but what it's really bad for is connecting you to the people next door yeah and i was like whoa (laughs) (laughs) so there's some food for thought so i think that's a really good point i really enjoyed that um um, i'm i think this has been like an hour and a half maybe just over oh wow (laughs) i know the other guys the other podcasts have been a similar length okay but I just really enjoyed chatting to you, Tom. It's been nice. It's just, I hope everybody listening has also felt like they were in the room, so to speak, playing battleships. And uh, even though we're going to go finish that game now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, where can people find you if they want to Uh, hear your stuff? Obviously, we're going to link it in the description. Yeah, uh, tomcopson.com. Oh, you've got a flashy website. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I think co.uk works as well. Does it? You've got both. Yeah, well, I had a little... 
I, I lost .com for a while. <sighs> Um, and then things went very wrong when someone else took it over. <laughs> but then, uh, <laughs> but then, uh, but I managed to get it back. And did you know last year? I think it was last year. Google accidentally put Google.com up for sale, and somebody bought oh, it they? and sold it back to them. For, I think only a thousand pound. I'm oh, sure there was wow. a big lawsuit against him, so he probably was too scared yeah, to charge yeah. anymore. But I think they just shipped him off. But yeah, that actually happened. Fact oh, well. of the day. Yeah. So TomCopson.com or for the upcoming stuff, um, just Tom and Pete. Dot com. Tom and Pete. Just ju as in like the just is is part of the name. Oh, just is part of the name. Yeah, just yeah. Tom and Pete, Pete dot com. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to your albums. Thank you so much for being my host, uh, my guest, <laughs> whilst my I'm host. hosting this week. <laughs> I'll host you if you <laughs> want to come over. Like, well, what's exciting some... about this is that you are now the host for next week. Yeah, so I know. I, I've completely forgot to talk about the format of this show at the beginning. So, Josh, feel free to stick this at the beginning of the podcast if it helps. But um, so. You're going to walk away with the suitcase full right. of gear now. Okay. So that you've got to find a guest and you will become the host for next week's show. Wow, that's quite exciting. And it, 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 and it can go endless because you'll pass it on to someone else, they'll pass it on to someone else. So if you want to get involved or you want to put your name forward um, as being a guest in the future, yeah. I'm sure that is an option somewhere. Get in touch with uh, Corcovado or Dave or any of the socials. Put that forward. And I think the goal is to get Josh, the producer, to Hawaii. Right. That's the goal. I, I think like, it was Hawaii. Is it? I'd like to go with him. Go yeah, I think blowing all would. <laughs> so that's the goal. We're going to, bit by bit, person by person, yeah. make its way across the world to get Josh on a nice sunny beach somewhere. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, take care. Look after each other. Remember, never stop creating. <laughs> I had to get it in there. <laughs> and uh, we hope to hear you soon. And I look forward to hearing your episode it's next good, week. Good hosting, by the way. I've been learning, ready for my turn. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Andy was a great host last week. Was so, he? Yeah, he was great. He was great. Andy's always, always great around the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we will hear from you soon.